0: Last week, I got an email from a dead man. Jim had been a longtime parishioner who, after some very serious health issues, had gone to live with his brother in Arizona. And word came late last year that Jim had died. Then last week, I heard that perhaps he had not died, and apparently a couple months ago, some people went to a service for him in West Marin, only to find a photograph of someone else with the same name. (laughs) So I emailed Jim, are you alive? And I got a classic reply. Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated, he wrote. Which is really another way of saying, why are you looking for the living among the dead? It turns out that Jim's brother in Arizona had died, which is where the rumor started. But Jim is living with his girlfriend in Boston. This gave me a small sense of what it was like for the women at the tomb and for Peter to discover that Jesus was not dead, but was alive. Now, of course, Jim still being alive, which is absolutely a blessing, is not the same thing as Jesus being raised from the dead. The resurrection is not only about Jesus coming back to life. The resurrection is about our lives. It is about the transforming power of God's love. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ transforms life from a measure of lifespan into a healing encounter with love. I want to tell you a story about the healing power of God's love. Last year, I was at a big conference for leaders of Episcopal churches. It was held at a hotel on the ocean in Florida. And a Navajo Indian couple who lived on the Navajo reservation in the Four Corners region that was there to perform music during dinner and at the worship services, told the director of the conference that they wanted to be married by the ocean. Coming from the reservation, they had never seen the ocean before and wanted to be married there. Now, the director of the conference, knowing that such a spontaneous and somewhat unorthodox wedding would violate uh, several protocols around conducting marriages in the Episcopal Church, decided to ask the one priest from the Bay Area (laughs) to do the wedding. And as it turned out, I'd led some youth group mission trips to the Navajo Reservation and was somewhat familiar with the church there and some of the prayers that they used. So, the next day, a small group of us gathered overlooking the ocean for the wedding. There was no wedding ring because the groom didn't have enough money to buy one yet. He literally had to pay a dowry of several goats to the bride's father first, and then he could start to save money for the wedding ring. The bridesmaids and witnesses for the wedding were two women from the Thistle Farms booth at the conference. Thistle Farms is a program in Nashville, Tennessee that gets women off of the streets and into secure housing and work making skincare products, including healing oils, that Thistle Farms sells to support the program. And support the women in the program. The motto of Thistle Farms is, love heals. Love heals. One of the women, Penny, had a childhood that no child should have. And before joining Thistle Farms, had lived under a bridge in Nashville for 10 years. After the wedding service, during lunch at the hotel's nicest restaurant, courtesy of the conference director, I sat between Penny and the groom. And I looked around the table and I thought, hmm, this is just the kind of group that Jesus would eat with. We were for that moment a vision of the kingdom of God. As St. Peter said in the reading, God shows no partiality. At the end of our little wedding banquet, Penny caught the bouquet. She died a few months later of liver failure. The Episcopal priest who founded Thistle Farms recently wrote me the following about Penny, which echoes our gospel For today, she wrote, What I remember was the wedding changed Penny's life. She felt welcomed and included in the body of Christ for the first time. She came home telling the story to all who could hear, and she and her partner and her partner's new baby felt empowered. To be a family. Penny got sick and died within months. But she died with the knowledge that she was fully embraced. You changed her life. And like the women anointing Jesus for burial. Gave her the greatest gift of her life. The freedom to know. She was truly beloved. Love heals. I felt so blessed to be part of that wedding and had no idea what a healing experience it was for Penny. You never know the impact you are having on someone's life. So be swift. To love and make haste to be kind. Penny died, but love had already healed her. And like the women at the tomb, she testified to that love. In the death and resurrection of Jesus, God's love heals the world. Not even death can stop the healing power of God's love. The presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church says that our calling as members of the Jesus movement, that's what he says, he said we're part, we're part of the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement. <laughs> he says that our calling as members of the Jesus movement is to change the world from the nightmare it often is into the dream that God intends. Penny went from the nightmare to the dream because love heals. If you are in need of healing, know that Christ was raised for you. May you know. The healing power of God's love for you. May each of us be servants of that love. And like the women at the tomb, like Penny, may we go forth to testify that love heals.